Section 50 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 23. Part 1. Roast Black Cock. 1019. Ingredients. Black cock, butter, toast. Mode. Let these birds hang for a few days, or they will be tough and tasteless, if not well kept. Pluck and draw them, and wipe the insides and outsides with a damp cloth, as washing spoils the flavour. Cut off the heads, and truss them, the same as a roast fowl, cutting off the toes, and scalding and peeling the feet. Trussing them with the head on, as shown in the engraving, is still practised by many cooks, but the former method is now considered the best. Put them down to a brisk fire, well baste them with butter, and serve with a piece of toast under, and a good gravy and bread sauce. After trussing, some cooks cover the breast with vine leaves and slices of bacon, and then roast them. They should be served in the same manner and with the same accompaniments as with plainly roasted birds. Time, 45 to 50 minutes. Average cost, from 5 shillings to 6 shillings. The brace, but seldom bought. Sufficient, two or three for a dish. Seasonable, from the middle of August to the end of December. The black cock, heath cock, moor fowl, or heath polk. This bird sometimes weighs as much as four pounds, and the hen about two. It is at present confined to the more northern parts of Britain culture and extending population having united in driving it into more desolate regions, except, perhaps, in a few of the more wild and less frequented portions of England. It may still be found in the New Forest in Hampshire, Dartmoor and Sedgemoor in Devonshire, and among the hills of Somersetshire contiguous to the latter. It may also be found in Staffordshire, in North Wales, and again in the north of England, but nowhere so plentiful as in some parts of the highlands of Scotland. The males are hardly distinguishable from the females until they are about half grown, when the black feathers begin to appear, first about the sides and breast. Their food consists of the tops of birch and heath, except when the mountain berries are ripe, at which period they eagerly and even voraciously pick the bilberries and cranberries from the bushes. Large numbers of these birds are found in Norway, almost rivalling the turkey in point of size. Some of them have begun to be imported into London, where they are vended in the shops, but the flavour of their flesh is not equal to that of the Scotch bird. Hashed Wild Duck 
1020. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast wild duck, one pint of good brown gravy, two tablespoons of bread crumbs, one glass of claret, salt, cayenne, and mixed spices to taste, one tablespoonful of lemon or Seville orange juice. Mode. Cut the remains of the duck into neat joints. Put them into a stew pan with all the above ingredients. Let them get gradually hot by the side of the fire, and occasionally stir the contents. When on the point of boiling, serve and garnish the dish with sippets of toasted bread. Time, about a quarter of an hour. Seasonable, from November to February. Ragot of Wild Duck 1021. Ingredients. Two wild ducks, four shallots, one pint of stock, number 105, one glass of port wine, one ounce of butter, a little flour, the juice of half lemon, cayenne and salt to taste. Mode. Ducks that have been dressed and left from the preceding day will answer for this dish. Cut them into joints, reserve the legs, wings, and breasts until wanted. Put the trimmings into a stew pan with the shallots and stock, and let them simmer for about half an hour, and strain the gravy. Put the butter into a stew pan. When melted, dredge in a little flour, and pour in the gravy made from the bones. Give it one boil and strain it again. Add the wine, lemon juice and cayenne. Lay in pieces of duck and let the whole gradually warm through, but do not allow it to boil or the duck will be hard. The gravy should not be too thick and should be very highly seasoned. The squeeze of a Seville orange is a great improvement to this dish. Time about half an hour to make the gravy, a quarter of an hour for the duck gradually to warm through. Seasonable from November to February. Roast Wild Duck 1022 Ingredients Wild Duck Flour Butter Mode Carefully pluck and draw them. Cut off the heads close to the necks leaving sufficient skin to turn over, and do not cut off the feet. Some twist each leg at the knuckle, and rest the claws on each side of the breast. Others trust them, as shown in our illustration. Roast the birds before a quick fire, and when they are first put down, let them remain for five minutes without basting. This will keep the gravy in. Afterwards, baste plentifully with butter, and a few minutes before serving, dredge them lightly with flour, baste well, and send them to table nicely frothed, and full of gravy. If overdone, the birds will lose their flavour. Serve with a good gravy in the dish, or orange gravy, number 488, and send to table with them a cut lemon, 
to take off the fishy taste which wild fowl sometimes have, baste them for a few minutes with hot water, to which have been added an onion and a little salt, then take away the pan and baste with butter. See coloured plate G1. Time. When liked underdressed, 20 to 25 minutes. Well done, 25 to 35 minutes. Average cost, 4 shillings to 5 shillings the couple. Sufficient, 2 for a dish. Seasonable, from November to February. The Wild Duck The male of the wild duck is called a mallard, and the young ones are called flappers. The time to try to find a brood of these is about the month of July, among the rushes of the deepest and most retired parts of some brook or stream, where, if the old bird is sprung, it may be taken as a certainty that its brood is not far off. When once found, flappers are easily killed, as they attain their full growth before their wings are fledged. Consequently, the sport is more like hunting water rats than shooting birds. When the flappers take wing, they assume the name of wild ducks, and about the month of August repair to the cornfields, where they remain until they are disturbed by the harvest people. They then frequent the rivers pretty early in the evening, and give excellent sport to those who have patience to wait for them. In order to know a wild duck, it is necessary only to look at the claws, which should be black. Hashed Game Cold Meat Cookery 1023 Ingredients The remains of cold game one onion stuck with three cloves, a few whole peppers, a strip of lemon peel, salt to taste, thickening of butter and flour, one glass of port wine, one tablespoonful of lemon juice, one tablespoonful of ketchup, one pint of water or weak stock. Mode Cut the remains of cold game into joints. Reserve the best pieces, and the inferior ones and trimmings put into a stew pan with the onion, pepper, lemon peel, salt, and water or weak stock. Stew these for about an hour, and strain the gravy. Thicken it with butter and flour. Add the wine, lemon juice, and ketchup lay in the pieces of game, and let them gradually warm through by the side of the fire. Do not allow it to boil, or the game will be hard. When on the point of simmering, serve and garnish the dish with sippets of toasted bread. Time. Altogether, one and a quarter of an hour. Seasonable from August to March. Note. Any kind of game may be hashed by the above recipe, and flavour may be varied by adding flavoured vinegars, curry powder, etc., but we cannot recommend these latter ingredients, as a dish of game should really have a gammy taste, 
and if too many sauces, essences, etc., are added to the gravy, they quite overpower and destroy the flavour the dish should possess. Grouse Pie 1024 Ingredients Grouse, cayenne, salt and pepper to taste, one pound of rump steak, a half pint of well-seasoned broth, puff paste. Mode. Line the bottom of a pie dish with the rump steak, cut into neat pieces, and should the grouse be large, cut them into joints, but if small, they may be laid in the pie hole. Season highly with salt, cayenne and black pepper, pour in the broth, and cover with a puff paste. Brush the crust over with the yolk of an egg, and bake from three-quarter to one hour. If the grouse is cut into joints, the backbones and trimmings will make the gravy. By stewing them with an onion, a little sherry, a bunch of herbs, and a blade of mace. This should be poured in after the pie is baked. Time. Three-quarter to one hour. Average cost. Exclusive of the grouse, which are seldom bought. A shilling, ninepence. Seasonable. From the 12th of August to the beginning of December. Roast grouse. 1,025. Ingredients. Grouse, butter, a thick slice of toasted bread. Mode. Let the birds hang as long as possible. Pluck and draw them. Wipe, but do not wash them, inside and out, and truss them without the head, the same as for a roast fowl. Many persons still continue to truss them with the head under the wing but the former is now considered the most improved method. Put them down to a sharp clear fire. Keep them well basted the whole of the time they are cooking, and serve them on a buttered toast, soaked in the dripping pan with a little melted butter poured over them, or with bread sauce and gravy. See Coloured Plate L1 Time Half an hour if liked very thoroughly done, 35 minutes. Average cost, 2 shillings to 2 shillings sixpence. The brace, but seldom bought. Sufficient, 2 for a dish. Seasonable, from the 12th of August to the beginning of December. Grouse, these birds are divided into wood grouse, black grouse, red grouse, and white grouse. The wood grouse is further distinguished as the cock of the wood, or calpacasi, and is as large as the turkey, being about two feet nine inches in length, and weighing from twelve to fifteen pounds. The female is considerably less than the male, and in the colour of her feathers differs widely from the other. This beautiful species is found principally in lofty, mountainous regions, and is very rare in Great Britain, but in the pine forests of Russia, Sweden, and other northern countries it is very common. 
In these it has its habitat, feeding on the cones of the trees, and the fruits of various kinds of plants, especially the berry of the jumper. Black grouse is also distinguished as black game, or the black cock. It is not larger than the common hen, and weighs only about four pounds. The female is about one-third less than the male, and also differs considerably from him in point of colour. Like the former, they are found chiefly in high situations, and are common in Russia, Siberia, and other northern countries. They are also found in the northern parts of Great Britain, feeding in winter on the various berries and fruits belonging to mountainous countries, and in summer frequently descending to the lower lands to feed upon corn. The red grouse, gorcock or moorcock, weighs about 19 ounces, and the female somewhat less. In the wild heathy tracts of the northern counties of England it is plentiful, also in Wales and the highlands of Scotland. Mr. Pennant considered it peculiar to Britain, those found in the mountainous parts of Spain, France, and Italy, being only varieties of the same bird. White grouse, white game, or parmesan, is nearly the same size as the red grouse, and is found in lofty situations, where it supports itself in the severest weather. It is to be met within most of the northern countries of Europe, and appears even in Greenland, in the Hebrides, Orkneys, and Highlands of Scotland, it is also found, and sometimes, though rarely, among the fells of Northumberland and Cumberland. In winter they fly in flocks, and are so little familiar with the sight of man that they are easily shot and even snared. They feed on the wild produce of the hills, which sometimes imparts to their flesh a bitter but not unpalatable taste. According to Buffon, it is dark-coloured and somewhat flavoured like the hare. Grouse Salad Sawyer's Recipe 1026 Ingredients 8 eggs, butter, fresh salad, 1 or 2 grouse, for the sauce, 1 teaspoonful of minced shallot, 1 teaspoonful of powdered sugar, the yolk of 1 egg, 1 teaspoonful of minced parsley, a quarter ounce of salt, 4 tablespoonfuls of oil, 2 tablespoonfuls of chili vinegar, 1 gill of cream. Mode. Boil the eggs hard, shell them, throw them into cold water, cut a thin slice off the bottom to facilitate the proper placing of them in the dish. Cut each one into four lengthwise, and make a very thin flat border of butter. About one inch from the edge of the dish, the salad is to be served on. Fix the pieces of egg upright close to each other, the yolk outside, 
or the yolk and white alternately. Lay in the centre a fresh salad of whatever is in season, and having previously roasted the grouse rather underdone, cut it into eight or ten pieces, and prepare the sauce as follows. Put the shallots into a basin, with the sugar, the yolk of an egg, the parsley and salt, and mixing by degrees the oil and vinegar. When these ingredients are well mixed, put the sauce on ice or in a cool place. When ready to serve, whip the cream rather thick, which lightly mix with it, then lay the inferior parts of the grouse on the salad, sauce over so as to cover each piece, then lay over the salad and the remainder of the grouse. Pour the rest of the sauce over, and serve. The eggs may be ornamented with a little dot of radishes or beetroot on the point. Anchovy and gherkin, cut into small diamonds, may be placed between, or cut gherkins in slices, and a border of them laid round. Tarragon or cheville leaves are also a pretty addition. The remains of cold black game, pheasant or partridge, may be used in the above manner, and will make a very delicate dish. Average cost, two shillings, sixpence. Seasonable, from the 12th of August to the beginning of December. The Caper Kelsey. This bird was to be met with formerly both in Ireland and Scotland, but is now extinct. The male lives separate from the females, except in the breeding season. Its manners and habits are very like those of black grouse, except that it seems to be wholly confined to forests of pine, on the tender shoots of which it feeds. It is by no means uncommon in the woods of Norway, whence we received it. It is also found abundant in Russia, Siberia, Italy, and in some portions of the Alps. It was in 1760 last seen in Scotland, in the woods of Strathglass. Recent attempts have been made to reintroduce it into that country, but without success, principally owing, as we should imagine, to the want of sufficient food suitable for its sustenance. Grouse. Under this general term are included several species of game birds, called black, red, woodland, and white grouse. The black is larger than the red, see number 1025, and is not so common, and therefore held in higher estimation. The red, however, is a bird of exquisite flavour, and is a native of the mountainous districts of Scotland and the north of England. It feeds on the tops of the heath and the berries that grow amongst them. Its colour is a rich chestnut, striped with black. The woodland, or cock of the wood, is the largest among the bird tribes, which pass under the denomination of game. It is smaller now than the turkey, and was originally common in our mountains, but 
it is now to be found only in the mountains of Scotland, though it still abounds in the north of Europe, Germany, and in the Alps. It is esteemed as delicious eating, and its plumage is extremely beautiful. The white grouse, or parmigian, is not a plentiful bird in Britain, but it is still found in the islands, and weighs about half a pound. The London market is supplied by Norway and Scotland, those from the former country being esteemed the best. When young, it is held in high estimation, being considered as little different from common grouse. Roast Hare 1027 Ingredients Hare Forcemeat Number 417 A little milk Butter Choosing and trussing Choose a young hare, which may be known by its smooth and sharp claws, and by the cleft in the lip not being much spread. To be eaten in perfection, it must hang for some time, and if properly taken care of, it may be kept for several days. It is better to hang without being paunched, but should it be previously emptied, wipe the inside every day and sprinkle over it a little pepper and ginger, to prevent the musty taste which long keeping in the damp occasions, and which also affects the stuffing. After it is skinned, wash it well, and soak for an hour in warm water to draw out the blood. If old, let it lie in vinegar for a short time but wash it well afterwards in several waters. Make a forcemeat by recipe number 417. Wipe the hair dry, fill the belly with it, and sew it up. Bring the hind and four legs close to the body towards the head. Run a skewer through each. Fix the head between the shoulders by means of another skewer and be careful to leave the ears on. Pat a string round the body from skewer to skewer, and tie it above the back. Mode. The hair should be kept at a distance from the fire when it is first laid down, or the outside will become dry and hard before the inside is done. Baste it well with milk for a short time and afterwards with butter, and particular attention must be paid to the basting, so as to preserve the meat on the back juicy and nutritive. When it is almost roasted enough, flour the hare, and baste well with butter. When nicely frothed, dish it, remove the skewers, and send it to table with a little gravy in the dish and a terrine of the same. Red currant jelly must also not be forgotten, as this is an indispensable accompaniment to roast hare. For economy, good beef dripping may be substituted for the milk and butter to baste with, but the basting, as we have before stated, must be continued without intermission. If the liver is good, it may be parboiled, minced, 
and mixed with the stuffing, but it should not be used unless quite fresh. See Coloured Plate E1. Time. A middling-sized hare. One and a quarter hour. A large hare. One and a half to two hours. Average cost. Four shillings to six shillings. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from September to the end of February. The hare. This little animal is found generally distributed over Europe, and indeed in most parts of the northern world. Its extreme timidity is the endowment which Providence has bestowed upon it as a means of defence. It is therefore attentive to every sound, and is supplied with ears both long and tubular, with which it can hear with great acuteness. Its eyes, also, are so constructed, and placed so prominent in its head, that it can see both before and behind it. It lives entirely upon vegetables, but its flesh is considered dry, notwithstanding that it is deemed, in many respects, superior to that of the rabbit, being more savoury, and of a much higher flavour. Its general time of feeding is in the evening, but during the day, if not disturbed, it adheres closely to its form. Potted Hare A luncheon or breakfast dish 1,028 Ingredients 1 hare, a few slices of bacon, a large bunch of savoury herbs, 4 cloves, half teaspoon of whole allspice, two carrots, two onions, salt and pepper to taste, one pint of water, two glasses of sherry. Mode. Skin, empty, and wash the hair. Cut it down the middle, and put it into a stewpan, with a few slices of bacon under and over it. Add the remaining ingredients, and stew very gently until the hair is tender, and the flesh will separate easily from the bones. When done enough, take it up, remove the bones, and pound the meat with the bacon in a mortar, until reduced to a perfectly smooth paste. Should it not be sufficiently seasoned, add a little cayenne, salt, and pounded mace but be careful that these are well mixed with the other ingredients. Press the meat into potting pots, pour over clarified butter, and keep in a dry place. The liquor that the hare was stewed in should be saved for hashes, soups, etc., etc. Time. About two and a half hours to stew the hare. Seasonable from September to the end of February. Broiled Hare A supper or luncheon dish 1029 Ingredients The leg and shoulders of a roast hare Cayenne and salt to taste A little butter Mode Cut the legs and shoulders of a roast hare 
season them highly with salt and cayenne, and broil them over a very clear fire for five minutes. Dish them on a hot dish. Rub over them a little cold butter, and send to table very quickly. Time. Five minutes. Seasonable. From September to the end of February. Hashed hare. 1030. Ingredients. The remains of cold roast hare. One blade of pounded mace. Two or three allspice. Pepper and salt to taste. One onion. A bunch of savoury herbs. Three tablespoonfuls of port wine. Thickening of butter and flour. Two tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup. Mode. Cut the cold hare into neat slices, and put the head, bones, and trimmings into a stew pan. With three-quarter pint of water, add the mace, allspice, seasoning, onion, and herbs, and stew for nearly an hour, and strain the gravy, thicken it with butter and flour, add the wine and ketchup and lay in the pieces of hare, with any stuffing that may be left. Let the whole gradually heat by the side of the fire, and when it has simmered for about five minutes, serve and garnish the dish with sippets of toasted bread. Send red currant jelly to table with it. Time. Rather more than one hour. Average cost. Exclusive of the cold hare, sixpence. Seasonable from September to the end of February. Jugged hare, very good. 1031. Ingredients. One hare, one to one and a half pound of gravy beef, half a pound of butter, one onion, one lemon six cloves, pepper, cayenne, and salt to taste, half a pint of port wine. Mode. Skin, paunch, and wash the hair. Cut it into pieces. Dredge them with flour, and fry in boiling butter. Have ready one to one and a half pint of gravy, made from the above proportion of beef and thicken with a little flour. Put this into a jar, add the pieces of fried hare, an onion stuck with six cloves, a lemon peeled and cut in half, and a good seasoning of pepper, cayenne, and salt. Cover the jar down tightly. Put it up to the neck into a stew pan of boiling water, and let it stew until the hare is quite tender taking care to keep the water boiling. When nearly done, pour in the wine, and add a few forcemeat balls, made by recipe number 417. These must be fried or baked in the oven for a few minutes, before they are put to the gravy. Serve with red currant jelly. Time. Three and a half to four hours. If the hair is very old, allow four and a half hours. Average cost, seven shillings. Sufficient 
for seven or eight persons. Seasonable from September to the end of February. 2. A quicker and more economical way. 1032. Ingredients. One hare, a bunch of sweet herbs, two onions, each stuck with three cloves, six whole allspice, half a teaspoonful of black pepper, a strip of lemon peel, thickening of butter and flour, two tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup, a quart pint of port wine. Mode. Wash the hair nicely, cut it up into joints, not too large, and flour and brown them as in the preceding recipe. Then put them into a stewpan with the herbs, onions, cloves, allspice, pepper, and lemon peel. Cover with hot water, and when it boils, carefully remove all the scum, and let it simmer gently till tender, which will be in about one and three-quarter hour, or longer, should the hare be very old. Take out the pieces of hare, thicken the gravy with flour and butter, add the ketchup and port wine. Let it boil for about ten minutes. Strain it through a sieve over the hare, and serve. A few fried forcemeat balls should be added at the moment of serving, or instead of frying them, they may be stewed in the gravy, about ten minutes before the hare is wanted for table. Do not omit to serve red currant jelly with it. Time, altogether two hours. Average cost, five shillings, sixpence. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable from September to the end of February. Note. Should there be any left, rewarm it the next day by putting the hair, etc., into a covered jar, and placing this jar in a saucepan of boiling water. This method prevents a great deal of waste. End of section 50